0: The Sixers had their starters in, but with nothing to play for. were easily beaten by the Heat in a blowout win where Miami shot over 46% from three. Can the Heat keep it going with just two games left in the regular season? And will they be able to avoid the play-in tournament altogether? We break down the game, who stepped up, and check Miami's current place in the standings on today's episode of Locked on Heat.
1: You are Locked on Heat, your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team... Every day. All right, Welcome to Locked On Heat, your daily podcast on the Miami Heat. I'm Wes Goldberg here with David Vermeule. However you might be tuning in, YouTube, Odyssey, your favorite podcast app. Thanks so much for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash Locked On today to get started. The Cruz to a win over the 76ers beating them 129 to 101. They used the 2-3 zone to slow down Joel and Be. Dusted that old scheme off. They made 46.2% of their three-pointers. They had been shooting 37% on threes over their last 10 games coming into this game. Feels like they've been okay there. But the defense coming into this game hadn't been great, kind of by choice, kind of just what it is, was not the story tonight. The defense is really good. I mentioned a 2-3 zone. I know the 76ers sleepwalk through this one, but I thought the Heat closed the door on the Sixers early, did not let them get back into the game after they opened up an early lead. It was a brief 76ers run there in the middle, but the Heat went on a quick 10-0 run after that, shut the door, whatever. Great overall win, took care of business. What did you think of this one, David?
0: Really strange game. Uh, Miami still actively trying to pursue the sixth seed. Uh, what are they a half game back of the brooklyn nets currently in the standings and at the same time it was hard to know exactly what the sixers would think of tonight's game like they don't have anything to play for and yet their right. starters were in which is kind of counterintuitive Whether yeah they're locked into the three guys seed for, for yeah they're locked or, to the yeah. three seed and beaten Harden, two guys that are notoriously known for lacking either stamina energy or fighting off injury late in the postseason, and you're putting them out there in what was essentially a meaningless game for them. And yet they played, if not heavy minutes, they, they started the first and third quarters. They played, yeah. you know, basic starters minutes until it was pretty clear that Miami was going to be cruising to a blowout midway through the third, 27 quarter. 27 minutes the for hard and 30 minutes for Joel Embiid. Yeah, that's, unusual at the same time Miami looked like they were really active and engaged like they had a great rotation their lineup changes were fantastic they were able to shoot well from the perimeter they were aggressive in attacking Embiid and the paint the basket in general they got contributions up and down from almost every player had a moment here and there where they really stepped up and they looked like they were actively invested in winning tonight's game and it led to what was a strange sight for Miami a blowout something we haven't seen very often this yeah. season so it's it's a really good performance from Miami but it's hard to gauge it completely given the fact that Philadelphia probably wasn't active and engaged themselves and they weren't playing for anything so i'm not sure how much of Philadelphia they were invested in tonight's game and Miami just happened to do everything very, very well. I like the defensive effort in particular. I know you mentioned the zone, and it just seemed like it really changed things. It confused them enough to the point where they couldn't just do what they normally do in order to make this game a lot closer, and Miami was able to build an 18-point lead early on, cruise to a 21-point lead at the half, and then their lead got as big as 25 at one point. They just really dominated, if not from start to finish, for most of the game.
1: Yeah, look, I mean, it was... um... You know, the the game was tied early in the first quarter, right? The Heat then yeah. went on uh on their run. It was, what was it? It was like 31 to something. 31 to 12. To runs. Uh, th- yeah, yeah at the end, but it was a 31 to 12 run kind of bridging the first oh. and second quarters. They go up by 18 yeah. points. The Sixers make a little bit of a comeback. Jimmy Butler comes in, scores seven straight points. The Heat ended up leading by as many as 33. I mean, this game was never, after it was initially tied midway through the first quarter, it was never close yeah. after that. I mean, it wasn't wire to wire, but it felt like it, it was certainly a comfortable one. And yeah, Miami, but...
0: look, I mean, we, we should, we, you know, they've no, they've been giving up these leads pretty consistently all season. I don't think I was any for to was happen. secure in this one. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the third quarter where they closed that gap to 15 and they seemed to have a little momentum. I think James Harden hit a couple of threes and it looked like, oh, well, here it comes. And then Max Struess, who had just exited the game from what I thought was going to be a a long-term injury. He looked like he took a shot across the hand and maybe either dislocated a thumb or sprained something. We'll see whether or not he's able to bounce back. I'm sure at this point they're probably just doing preliminary testing and things of that sort. But he came back, hit two back-to-back threes, and then Tyler Hero built off of that, hit a couple threes of his own, able to extend that lead even further. And from that point, Philadelphia just said, okay, that's enough. we're, We're kind of done
1: here. Yeah, and I don't I don't mean to dismiss this win as if something like the 76ers lost more than the Heat won. The Heat went out and grabbed this game. They came in with a polished game plan. I mentioned they dusted off that 2-3 zone. I thought it was exactly what they had to do considering that they were still going with that small lineup with Max Drew at, you know, power forward or whatever we're really calling it because Jimmy Butler will not be called a power forward. But if they they come back out with this three-guard micro lineup uh, that they've been using over the last 3 games, and they go they go back to that zone. And I thought they it wasn't just the fact that it was zone. It was whenever Joel Embiid caught the ball in the middle of the floor in that kind of high post position where he wants to do all the facilitating or kind of get to his jab step. I mean, I don't know that there's anybody in the league better at that triple threat spot than Joel Embiid is, or at least more threatening from there than he is. Sure. And and I when when they come out in that 2-3 zone, it was, it was built so that when Embiid caught it at, that, at his sweet spot, that basically you had four or five guys pinching in at once immediately at the catch. Not like first or second dribble, not when he made a move. When he caught the ball, they pinched in immediately, forced the ball out of his hands. Joel Embiid had only two assists tonight. I think he didn't have any in the first half. But his two assists came during that little thir- third-quarter spurt that the Sixers went on. That's a, that's a huge stat for the Miami heat, because if, if Embiid is not getting going himself where he only had what, 21 uh, points tonight on 13 shots and only two assists overall, like that's just not effective. That is far away uh, from his MVP level. He's averaging more than 33 points a game this year and definitely more assists. So I, I thought that the defensive execution and the game plan was solid. Um It, It also put Miami in position when Joel Embiid kicked out because they were in that zone. All of Philadelphia's shooters were right in front of them. So when Embiid did kick out, the closeouts were simple. It was simple reads. We just heard about how hard of a time the Heat have had with communicating on defense and all these things. Did not seem to be the case tonight. They knew exactly what it is that they wanted to do. They rendered James Harden useless. 14 points on 12 shots, three turnovers. I tweeted during the game. I, I thought that the Sixers were playing their dudes. I haven't even seen James Harden yet. That was a joke. But it was like that was that I I think that the Heat get a lot of credit for whatever for what it is that they were able to do in a mismatch. The Sixers are awesome, okay. Joel Embiid is probably going to win MVP, and I know that they 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 were sleepwalking from this game. There wasn't a lot of urgency. There wasn't a lot of force that the Sixers played with. But you do got to give credit to Miami for knocking them off their square and keeping them off of it.
0: Yeah. Uh, No Tyrese Maxey tonight. I talked about in our preview in yesterday's episode that I thought he could be dangerous, but he was sitting out, might not play for the rest of the regular season. So that's certainly an advantage that the Sixers did not have against the Heat. His just overall style of play, attacking that zone, uh, he probably would have been much more dangerous and he just doesn't seem as shaken by the zone. Yeah, he, he's not as shaken by it as, say, Harden or Embiid, certainly. Because they, they're, both, they're know,
1: both so much like more like they're, they're, they slow down the game. They're kind of uh, pragmatic in the way that they approach. like Maxi's just like, give me the ball. I'm going to go. like And they didn't have that. And then Miami's pace right. overall
0: is yes. very Yes, I was going to bring that up. Yeah, go ahead. Yes, yeah. No, no, I was just going to say, they, a number of times where they just were looking to push Uh, broadcast team on TNT pointing it out that Miami, while not a fast team, obviously uh, was looking to just get a step or two ahead of the defense uh, on a lot of possessions there, and it led to a lot of those baskets, especially in the second quarter when they were starting to pull away more and more. As that zone defense led to some uncomfortable possessions for Philadelphia or forced into a turnover or a foul in some situations, they just pushed the ball, no resting, Mm -hmm. just trying to get ahead of them and get an easier look at the basket and led to a number of open opportunities for Miami.
1: Yeah, four different Heat players finishing with at least two three-pointers, a convincing Heat win. I don't even know that we have enough credit cookies appropriate for this one. We're going to talk about that next. We're going to do our best. But first, David, tell the listeners about our sponsor. Today's
0: episode is brought to you by the new Nissan Aria, Nissan's most electric player of the week. They're brought to you by the all-new, all-electric, 2023 Nissan Aria. Sorry, I mispronounced it the first time. Identify the player of the week. Well, It's easy. It's Jimmy Butler after a fantastic performance against the Detroit Pistons and a yet another efficient performance in limited minutes tonight against the Philadelphia 76ers. Great performance against the Mavs on Saturday, too. He's been pretty clearly the heat player of the week. Well, since the All-Star break, if not for the last like two or three weeks. Yeah,
1: I mean, 25 averaging 25 points per game on 64 percent shooting in his last eight games. That's wild. That's that's like LeBron James 2013 2012 kind of numbers.
0: And look, he's going to get the All NBA nod. Don't forget, it started here. We got that. Right. <laughs> we got that starting early on. We got it yeah, we rolling, did. and Jimmy yeah. Butler has been excellent. Uh, and, and speaking of excellence, you're going to find all that in the Nissan Aria, an electric performance just like Jimmy's 18-point fourth quarter against the Detroit Pistons brilliantly fierce you could describe jimmy easily that way attacking the basket doing everything he needs to do he understands everything you could possibly have to do in a certain situation in order to get the best performance and you want the best performance where you're going to get it at the nissan aria the uh, the 2023 nissan aria packs pin to your seat power and premium intelligence all in one ev you're going to get previous intelligence from jimmy Butler, that's for sure the all-new all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria, the EV for people who love to drive. Shop now at NissanUSA.com.
1: Lockdown on Heat is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so please do subscribe. Well, it's another heat win, which means it's time to get in the kitchen and whip up some credit cookies. David, what kind of cookies are we whipping up tonight?
0: I I could not think of like a, a, a cookie symbolic enough for this one. Again, maybe something with like... Flat expectations or something because Miami, you know, again, dominant win, but the Sixers didn't really respond. I don't know. Something with maybe like a, a, a an aftertaste that doesn't really kick it into full gear or something like that. I don't know. Let's just go with a standard
1: standard chocolate chip cookie. Why not? Oh, all right. Well, I kind of like a chocolate chip cookie. I feel of like course. I just Everybody really likes chocolate, chocolate chip uh, Yeah, I know. I know. Should Why? mention this is the first time that the Heat have won three straight in You're, about two months.
0: Huh. Just the right time. At just the right time when Miami really needs to seal together.
1: Um I, so we, we mentioned Jimmy Butler there. We got to start there. Twenty-four points, nine of twelve shooting, six assists, three rebounds. Um I just thought he was so in control of the game. Like uh there was a moment there again in the third quarter when the Sixers kind of made a little push, got it back into with fifteen, and Jimmy Butler just went out and scored seven straight points. And, and it was just that kind of thing where Jimmy was like, you know what? I'm not going to let this be another Pistons kind of thing where I have to do it in the final five minutes. I'm just going to take care of it now. I'm going to shut the door on this thing. That's exactly what happened. And nobody's starters basically played the entire fourth quarter. So, yeah, Jimmy, we start there. Uh, we got to get to so many other guys, though. Max Struess, four of eight from three-point range. Can I just say one I more automation. thing about Jimmy before but, we move
0: on? Sure. I just yeah. I love his ability – to handle the switch onto Embiid. And I'm not sure if it's by virtue of just his overall point. defensive tenacity or the fact that he played together. And he knows exactly how to use his physicality and leverage to try and challenge Embiid. No one's going to stop Embiid. Neither does Jimmy. Neither does Bam, who's a great defender, obviously. But at the same time, he does. for Considering the, the weight and height disparity, he challenges him as good as any wing player in the NBA, and I think he deserves credit for that.
1: Yeah, I was actually surprised by how willingly Miami switched everything. Mm-hmm. But um, Jimmy,
0: it makes it a lot more easy. That's the whole thing. We saw it in the playoffs last year. We've seen it on more than a few occasions from him. He he handles that matchup extremely well, given this the,
1: the clear disadvantage. So one, two, three. I think I have five guys that I want to give credit cookies to. Is that I don't even know if that's enough. Five, five could, feels right. I saw
0: somebody suggest something, and it's not it wasn't corny. Whoever suggested it, they said give some to the whole team. I'd love to do that. Uh, It's also not mathematically feasible, especially not for this exercise. We've done it all season long. We can't just say a team-wide cookie. I
1: don't know. Ten guys played real minutes. Duncan, (laughs) Duncan, Jamal Kane, and Yurtsevin played garbage time minutes. So, Oh, no, that's nine guys. So we can give... uh, Oh, Eric Smolster could get a cookie too. Yeah, or I was going to think just give Jimmy two of them and then one to everybody else.
0: No, i think spo deserves one like okay. I, I liked his calm in there and the fact that he used his own he like he didn't crumble he he kept everybody engaged the nine players that actively played aside from the three in garbage time and one for eric spoelstra is fine
1: i don't know I like it. is it like,
0: um, i think jimmy has a great performance but like yeah again Wait, it was, i don't
1: know caleb was fine but i don't know that he gets credit cookies like heywood oh well, he i liked his performance
0: minutes. he he i liked yeah, he it, had a couple the, three-pointers cookie worthy <laughs> Yeah, I, on any other game again okay, this is so hard to read 10 shots like we right. want it we we want to give credit and at the same time it's hard to give credit 100 i i feel like if this was just a regular win you know 15 20 games ago we would all be like gushing oh this is it miami about to turn it around we can't say that for certain because we've fallen into that same trap as a lot of heat fans have of not you know, expecting that Miami is going to be able to build off this and be consistent with this. That's not the case. On top of all that, it's the fact that we described in the first segment that Philadelphia clearly wasn't at 100% mentally and emotionally. They just, they weren't playing for yes. anything at all. And so how much credit can you actually give Miami or any one individual player? Tyler had a solid night. Kevin Love with his four drawn charges. A and, great just, and,
1: and laughing after that fourth one, just being like, look, I can, I'm going to keep doing this.
0: Pointing. He's going to get money. He's, he's pointing to the bench. He's saying, I'm going to get paid for all those
1: charges they take. Absolutely. Maybe, yeah. Um, I wonder if the Heat have some sort of, like, inside kind of thing. Well, oh, I think
0: they do. Yeah. I, think he, I think he was referring to it. I think it's, you saw him rubbing his fingers together, a la Luka Doncic.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's like, like $100 going... per charge or something. Something like that. Whatever it is. He'll whatever, take it. He'll whatever take it. makes sense. So NBA funny. player. Like, they, like they have
0: no need of this money but like the, the idea of getting what, what amounts to basically a handful of quarters for an Nba player it's like yeah
1: give it to me <laughs> all the free money whatever I could get it whatever more some some cash to buy some more credit cookies um I'm okay I'm okay with giving it to the whole team I just feel like look we've got two games left after this one we're gonna post mm-hmm. the final tally of cookies and blame pie at the end of the year so I feel like I don't want to be just sort of like, ah, oh, you know, feels good. Everybody gets a cookie kind of thing because I, 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 the cookies matter. Like I, if you're not, I don't know what the Heat are really for playing for this year. Award, this is a nice yeah. win. I don't know what they're really playing for this year other than these cookies. So I want to be, I want to take <laughs> I, this very I, I seriously. Can tell you
0: that they're, I can tell you they're not playing for our fictitious award here either. Have I you mean, asked? I, the, I mean, we have confirmation that at the very least one heat player listens to the podcast right, right now. And,
1: and he has uh, not that... gotten how many cookies does Nikola Jovic have? He's got zero. Uh, zero I think he has cooler. zero cookies because he season, yes. doesn't play. Um Jimmy Butler right now is in the lead with credit cookies. That should not be surprising. Bam is not far behind, but and there's a pretty sizable gap between those two and everybody else, Tyler, Kyle Lowry, Caleb Martin, Max Strus, Gabe Vincent, the like of those guys. Um if you really feel strongly about giving one cookie to everybody, I'm down. But I do think it would be a disservice to Jimmy and Tyler, who really stepped up, I thought, in a more meaningful way than everybody right. else. Is that fair? Let
0: me see. Who, who who do we bump off the cookie then? Like, who who doesn't get it? You know, oh, so Gabe? Yeah, Gabe, Gabe was doesn't was whatever. get it. Yeah, right? it was
1: like three three to Jimmy, three to Tyler, Oof. two to Struess, six, seven, eight, one to Kyle uh, Kevin Love. And Bam. was I mean? Bam, Bam was did, good. It was good. All right, so maybe two to hero. <laughs> yeah, you're right. This yeah. is hard. Two to Jimmy. Two to hero. All right, so Jimmy gets two. Tyler gets two. No Haywood.
0: Highsmith. Like, come on. Juice gets like, one.
1: He, Love gets one. Lowry gets one. He, he was the
0: key one. to the zone. Like they, they he was so good at it. Like Four. he was. He wrote the rotations were great. If he'd hit that one three pointer in transition, Nine. like his first shot of the game. I think I I I, I right. get at least four cookies
1: on the night. So Haywood gets one, Bam gets one, Larry gets one. L- Love this is gets getting one, complicated. Drew's gets one. It's one at a time. How complicated? Even I can do this math. Hero gets two, and Jimmy gets two, which means we get one left over. So we can give Jimmy an extra one. We can give Tyler an extra one. We can give Max an extra one. Like we, we can go any. We got one more. I don't think that another player deserves a credit. Spo. For. for what?
0: For using the zone, for for going to Haywood Highsmith, fair enough. For for recognizing exactly what was at stake and and getting the right personnel out there in order to execute the game.
1: Somehow that's supposed first credit cookie for the year, so I feel like we've already screwed this thing up. We have.
0: Wow, I thought he'd gotten one at some point. Oh, I've got to check the math there. I don't know. The same the same guy who assigns and records uh, keeps the tally for these credit cookies is the one who did the uh, the heat culture bracket, and I don't know if that don't math always checks out.
1: That's true, because I I do the cookies, but I don't know who did the bracket. So, <laughs> it was the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> A peek behind the curtain
0: for all our listeners and viewers. Uh, but yeah, we'll talk, about, we'll talk about we'll talk about whether or not the Heat actually are a good opponent to face the Philadelphia 76ers if they do wind up meeting in the playoffs. So the Sixers try to duck Miami actively. We'll talk about that in the next segment, but before we do that, just a reminder that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The NBA playoffs are almost here. Now's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000. That's a bonus bet back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel sportsbook app, Safe, secure, super easy to use, and you can bet on everything. For the money line, to point scores, the three strains. Who would have predicted that Miami shot would shoot 46% against the Sixers defense? Well, if you had that prediction, you probably won yourself a lot of money tonight. So congratulations to you. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet. Again, went up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner
1: of the NBA. You can reach Locked on Twitter, Instagram. You can email us at LockedOnHeat at gmail.com. Thanks to everybody who sent in questions to the post game show using the hashtag AskLOHeat. We will get to whether or not the 76ers were trying to duck the Miami Heat in the first round. But before we do that, let's get to this question from Steve who writes in, when was the last time that the Miami Heat really buried an opponent? Thought it was an interesting question. I looked up at the schedule. It's been a minute, David. January 18th. The Heat beat the Pelicans 124 to 98. Oh. They did have a blowout win after that against the Grizzlies, but that was a little that's bit right more that right. was a little bit more back and forth though, I feel, I I, I kind of remember in the first half. This one just felt over. Like in that sec, like in the second quarter. This one just felt over. And that's kind of and and, and so to the extreme of a blowout like this, that's how that yeah. Pelicans game felt. So it's not to say it wasn't like that, that blowout win was against the Grizzlies, but this one just felt even more of a blowout, if that makes any sense.
0: No, I, I completely agree. That uh, blowout, too. If I recall correctly, Desmond Bain was ejected for punching Kevin Love in the uh, undercarriage. No jaw Moran, who had been sitting out due to suspension. Uh, Stephen uh, Adams, he was out yeah. as well due to injury. So they were missing a couple key players. The Pelicans, obviously, without Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson, but I, I think they were... Looking at win, and they had won a number of games up to that point, but Miami just embarrassed and made them look yeah. really bad. A lot of people claiming South Beach flu was the reason for that loss, but it didn't seem that way at the time. No, I would blame the like fact the that they didn't
1: have their points. best players. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that's, that's probably that's a big <laughs> Yeah, that, that, <laughs> uh, that helps, certainly. Uh, that was the last time. That was the last time I can remember a, a blowout like like uh, quite like this one. Uh, Stan Van Gundy did say repeatedly during the broadcast that the 76ers should not want to play the Heat in the first round of the playoffs. They could have avoided it with a win tonight. Instead, there's still a chance that they can meet. If the Heat went out and the Brooklyn Nets lose out, the Heat would get the number six seed. So they're not locked into that seventh seed. If they had lost tonight, the Heat would have been locked into the seventh seed. That would have been it. Mathematically, that would have been it. Um, Do you think that the 76ers care about facing the Heat in the first round, given that they had the opportunity to lock them into the play-in tournament? And as you and I have already said, it didn't feel like there was that sense of urgency for them.
0: Yeah, they probably don't prefer it outwardly or, you know, I, I'm sure they'd have to admit that given the strengths of Brooklyn or the strengths of the Miami Heat team and the depth and experience of the Miami Heat team, they'd probably prefer facing the Brooklyn team as good as Mike Bridges has been like at the same time, you know, you're, you're that good. You're, you're basically going up against yourself at this point. Like we, we, it was mentioned during the broadcast. You and I have talked about it before for the Sixers what it ultimately comes down to is postseason success, and you're going to have to go through somebody, whether it's Miami, Milwaukee, Boston, whomever. You're going to have to find a way to get, at the very least, to the Eastern Conference Finals, if not the NBA Finals, to prove that this season is something that you can continue to build on. James Harden's free agency up in the air, the future of this team. There's so many different factors in place now. You've you've been tinkering with a roster around Embiid for years now. You think you've got the right pieces around him, and Harden is certainly a big part of that, but you want to be able to cement that success by proving it at the highest level. And I don't think it matters whether you face Miami or anybody else. Is Miami the tougher opponent than, say, Brooklyn, Chicago, Toronto? Absolutely, without a doubt. But I I also don't think that they're up at night going, damn, I really don't want to face Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat in a a potential next-round series or something like that.
1: Yeah, my thing is, if you were just gonna, if you were gonna play your starters, why just just go out and play? Yeah. Like this was this was there was like a weird in between today of, all right, you have an opportunity to shut out the heat and avoid them in the first round. You you are in control of that because, like you said, you would rather just play anybody else that could that that's on the board other than Miami. Go out and do it, and then you can rest your and then and Embiid, Harden, all these. You can rest the next two games because other than. This game was meaningless for uh for Philadelphia in terms of the standings. They're locked into that number three seed, but meaningful in the sense that you could avoid Miami in the first round if you cared enough. Clearly they did not. Clearly and I'm not blaming them for it. I'm just curious no. why they played in the first place. I would be surprised Can't, if we can saw I like- offer
0: a theory here. I just thought about uh Okay. You know, maybe they were so convinced of their own excellence that given Miami's, you know, consistent weaknesses throughout the season, they just thought that having their stars on the floor wouldn't would be, be enough. enough. Yeah, no, just, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Look, that wouldn't be the first time a team overlooked an opponent, right? Absolutely. For sure, that could be definitely part of it. I'm glad that the Sixers decided not to re- play their guys in the fourth quarter. I was a little, I was a little shocked that they played them as long as they did in the third quarter because um, they clearly just didn't. I don't know. Was <laughs> it sure. Embiid and Harden just did they want to be in this game? Was that a message of Doc Rivers being like, we don't really want to, we don't, want, we, we'd rather be healthy because if you're the Sixers, the thing that's held you back the last couple of years in the playoffs is not talent. It was health. You know what I mean? And some other things, but mostly health, especially last year. It's like, I wonder if anybody
0: had like a bonus tied in for minimum oh, games. Oh, that's interesting. Or like that.
1: Maybe there's something like that. But um, anyway, so even if the Heat don't win out and the, and the Brooklyn Nets lose out and end up getting the sixth seed that way, because they are still mathematically alive for the sixth seed with this win, there's another yeah. way that they could play the Sixers in the playoffs. And that's if they... Some if they even even if they end up getting the number seven seed, they come out of the playing right. tournament uh, mm-hmm. as the seven seed. You beat Boston in that first round somehow, and then presumably sure. the Sixers beat Brooklyn in that first round series. Then they could potentially meet in the second round. So probably not going to happen, but possible, but possible. So there's definitely some things, and and I look at the way that Miami, the how they approached defending Joel Embiid, and I know it was not you know optimum. Full tilt, full throttle Joel Embiid tonight. But I think, again, I thought the approach was really sound and that that's how they could approach defending Joel Embiid in a potential playoff series because Joel Embiid, even this year, is better than the Joel Embiid they put. Joel Embiid last year had a broken face, so that's part of it. But Joel Embiid is much better this year. It's going to take and require a lot of different kinds of looks, not just this two, three zone and the pinching yeah. and all that kind of stuff we talked about. But I thought they had a really good approach. They did a good job. And who knows? Maybe we see something like this in the playoffs again, and and maybe this is, maybe this game is a little instructive.
0: Is Bam the best individual defender, or is it still Al Horford at this point in time in
1: terms of well, Celtics didn't even have LB. Al Horford guard Joel Embiid when they when they played the Celtics. They had Grant Williams on him, and it didn't work. Joel Embiid right. went off for fifty two points, so maybe they should have Al Horford. But um... <laughs> no, it's not Al Horford anymore. I think Brooke Lopez does a really good job. Bam good has point. been solid. Um, I would be interested to see few other players uh, maybe in like the Western conference if Philadelphia got that for uh, in the playoffs. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, look, I, 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 I did not get the sense tonight that the 76ers were trying to duck the Miami heat in the first round to answer the question. Um, Yeah. Does that come back to bite them? Who's to say? We'll see. Thanks again for making lockdown heat your first listen every day. Remember to subscribe to new episodes of lockdown heat on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube, hit that like button under the video. Make sure you are following us wherever you get your podcasts. Now make your second listen. Game to game, NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked on game to game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked on can deliver. Follow game to game on Locked on NBA. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. David, thanks for joining me. You got it, Wes.